I don't know. What? It's not like I was. <laughs> Are we touching this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jennifer Love Hewitt is a babe. Is babe? <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't. So I, is uh. Um, no, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Nah. It's, you don't think so? I mean, Jennifer both. Love Hewitt every, I feel like every scene. I mean, yeah. Don't disagree. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I felt like both equally represented. <laughs> she made bangs work, and a lot of people don't do wispy bangs, well. bangs yeah. too. I was I have that in my notes. We'll we'll get into that. The the '90s style is definitely something I want to talk about. Aren't you glad you watched this movie? No. <laughs> I mean, I, Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fun. There's fun stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. I didn't remember that. What are, movie are we watching, John? What movie did we watch? John? Well, we haven't started. Yeah, Mark hasn't done his solo. <laughs> oh, do it, Mark. Well, you're just yelling things. I'm just ready. I was just ready to. I know you were ready. I know clearly you were ready, but you gave me no sign. I'm just gonna hello, hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. I was looking up what she's been doing lately, it's not a lot. <laughs> I am your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peterus Interruptus. Are you gonna say something? <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and John, my main man, Girdler. Whoa, main man. If you start this aggressive, oh, that's what's gonna happen. This is the part. Uh, this is the episode Peter doesn't say a lot. <laughs> Ask me what it's like being Mark's main man. <laughs> it's pretty fun. John, it was your pick this week. Would it you was. like to introduce your movie? I sure would. I chose the '98 thriller. Um, I know what you did last summer. I would call it a slasher, but thriller slasher. works. Slasher too. thriller. Um, revitalization of the teen slasher drama in the 90s I, writing screams success i so i disagree I, okay <laughs> so i guess at the time it re- revitalized but with modern glasses i feel like this is the weirdest movie to make after scream it's like they didn't get what Scream did. They did all the tropes that yeah, Scream made fun of. right? Yeah. It's like I mean. they just saw Scream, didn't pay attention to the satire, and were like, well, kids love horror movies now, so we'll make a slasher film just like it. Isn't it the same writer, producer, director, it's somebody? the same writer, and he wrote this before Scream. Ooh. There it is. That's what well, that's what so Scream was it. successful, and then they're like, they yeah, you got any more script. of those scripts? Well, I read I read the synopsis of the book this is based off of because believe it or not it's based off a book, but the book's not a slasher. It's like an interesting reverse revenge tale, because in the book it's it's the same thing of four kids, but they hit a, five kids, four kids, <laughs> five kids, four kids, four kids hit a kid on a bike, and uh, the older brother like kind of gets revenge on him. And they survive it, but then I think they like tell the cops or whatever. And, you know, it's supposed to be more of a, like a sad, not thriller, but kind of introspective book. And they turned it into a slasher, which is kind of funny. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Peter, you were talking about how Jennifer Love Hewitt was Bay. Yeah, smart. I mean, she was doing law, even though she hadn't gone to college yet. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I misremembered in this movie that they were going to college. In my memory, because I haven't seen this in like, it has to have been like 10 or 12 years. In my memory, they were juniors going into their senior year. Like that they were still in high school. Not high school, they're coming back from college. And I feel like that raises a lot of issues that I have in 
the character, I use quotes here, character development <laughs> in the movie. Because they're all over the place with what these kids are doing in college and how they're doing in college, all that stuff. So I think it would have been, right off the gate, it would have been easier just to just make them seniors in high school. You know what I mean? But uh, I do love, going off of the Jennifer Love Hewitt thing, I do love how all four cast members are like the teen heartthrobs of the time. Big names. Yeah. I kept seeing the credits for all course. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And then Leonard from uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. plays Max, the most like small, insignificant role. Like That character could have been cut out of this movie. It's definitely a misdirect. Well, it's, it's that, a, that resolved too soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah resolved yeah, right. too soon. And ultimately, I feel like it was just added for a body count, like to make it to where there was more than just... Because outside of Max, there's... Why did he die? Maybe we'll talk about this later, but Apparently why was he... he died so that a threat could be more like imminent because he wasn't he didn't die in the original script and they're like well we need some scary something that's the only reason Mm -hmm. it says for the audience the thing you love yeah oh because i was gonna say i was like because clearly for the characters him dying is he's gone they can't find him so they still think it's him right he's just avoiding them kind of stuff. maybe the guy needed a weapon and that was his way of obtaining that well, he found it, and then he was like, "I gotta test it out. Who better than Big Bang?" But I'm getting us too far ahead. Well, we'll back up a bit. Yeah, for how '90s some of the movie is, it, they kind of do a good job of not really time stamping it, like Besides the clothes the and internet, stuff. Yeah, the phones. Well, the phones—that's gonna happen. Yeah, but I just mean in the sense the of the car they drive. It is a small town. Yeah, they and just they still do look it, like that today. Right. I just mean the sense of the the dialogue's not over the top '90s slang nonsense that dates it. There's not a lot of weird references to that period in time, like politically or socially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very much just small town America. Just well, story. could happen to anyone. Could happen to anyone. So you're saying it holds up after all these years? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're implying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the movie opens up. I didn't expect a hard rock kind of like grunge song. I guess I should have. That's when, a 90s thing. Yeah, well, it is a 90s thing. I wouldn't have, like, I just didn't expect that. And the flyover. Flyover over the coast, because the, the town's supposed to be kind of like a... Beach town. Yeah, well, a smaller Cape Cod kind of vibe. Is it North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina. They're Southerners? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't believe it. Look at all the license plates in the movie. Oh, I did not pay attention to the license plates. <laughs> but that does explain the weird band that plays at the festival at the beginning of this, because they were a little country. I was like, why would this town be into that? Thank you, John. That was uh, revealing. I'm embarrassed. Well, we come up on a sad guy <laughs> sitting on a rock. I just have him written down as suicidal fisherman. <laughs> that was a cool little trinket, though, he had, the where you spin it real fast, and then you can see it says, I love you. That's pretty cool. It reminds me of, did you ever have those... Um, they were usually like a bird in a cage on either side of a cardboard thing, and you'd have string, and if you spun it, it looked like the bird was in the cage. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's that's fun. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to... like I, Again, there's so much of this movie I misremembered, so I thought this was going to be a thing where it looks like he's about to jump, and then it was going to be a like cut to, and we were going to watch our teenagers driving like the car. loud music and yeah. That, yeah. But then it just cut away from him after like creepy bush noises. Oh no, is someone going to get him? Like, well with the, uh, fireworks. 
Because, like, sad music, and then it's like, I guess he's going to do it. Look at them rocks down there. Well, he hears the bushes. He's like, what? Bushes. Yeah. And then the fireworks go off, and we're just small-town beauty pageant. Which, was that a misdirect to the bushes? I didn't really understand. Uh -uh. Oh, it's not a misdirect. Not knowing the end, it's not. I'm a little confused then. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I have that in my notes because I want to know. I th- I this isn't a thing about you, John. Okay. I because I think Peter n- figured it out. Okay, but maybe the, I missed the ending of who the killer is mm-hmm. and what happened is way too convoluted and not explained so clearly. Okay, well, I guess we'll talk. About, I'm, I'm now I'm gathering what I'm assuming is I supposed mean, the, to be the killer's in the bush. Okay, yeah, the real one. <laughs> Okay, Billy Mays or whatever is it, <laughs> and and they and they kill the Billy killer. Billy Mays, <laughs> and so they end up killing the killer or it, thinking they do. I yeah. mean, okay. yeah. So I think I missed that. I don't think I realized that that's what happened. When now I feel kind of dumb not realizing that. Yeah. But. Well, we could just let's go ahead and clear this up. So the guy we see on Suicidal Fisherman is the David, whatever character they think is the killer, or who they think they killed. They did not hit him with the car. They hit the guy who kills him. We just never see the guy kill him. So that adds a layer of confusion. And then they dump the killer's body into the water, and he was still alive. So he comes out and is getting revenge for them as well as like some layered like crazy team. And now I feel thing. dumb because they, they saw the tattoo and that guy didn't have a have tattoo. A tattoo. So that makes right. sense. I, yeah. I just didn't piece that together at the well, time. Because it's confusing because they bring up that you know they find the sad fisherman's body and they say it's accidental drowning is what the police said. But like that's so bizarre just because we saw the body. Yeah. And there's no way cops would be like, yep, accidental drowning. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, his face was obliterated. So <laughs> that adds layers of confusion. But that's ultimately the end conclusion of who the killer is. It's just not explained well. And it happens so quickly. It's like they forgot they only had 10 minutes of tape left. And they just like burned through it. And I <laughs> was watching most of the boat chase at the end. <laughs> Breaking it down in my head, being like, okay, wait. So that means, you know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe that's why the boat chase takes so long. They want to give people time the process. to digest who the killer is. The boat chase is just kind of like, okay. That boat is massive, apparently. Yeah. We can get into that one once we get to it. But we yeah. haven't even met our protagonist. Yeah, that's true. Our lovely protagonist. Four so, like, last week I said in the ruins, I hated them. I hate these group of characters, but I think for the right reasons. Like, I think for the reasons we're supposed to hate them. You hate all four of them? Well, I would argue Barry is pretty unlikable, but... Barry made me laugh. Every scene, I have six different notes saying Ryan Philippe needs to calm down. (laughs) Like, he needed... He was at a 12. So many people in this movie were at a 12 (laughs) with their character, and they needed to come down to, like, an 8. He's just rich, man. He's a rich quarterback. (laughs) He's a rich... Yes, he is a quarterback that is getting some college scholarship, and he thinks he's going to go pro. That dude is maybe five eleven. I was thinking the same thing. One hundred and twelve pounds. Yeah, I get it. They were just going for the pretty boy, like yeah, you know, heartthrobs of the time casting. But like, apparently the script script did call for. Um, a jock-looking guy, a massive dude. Ryan Philippe, he's he's pretty. He wowed him at the audition. Yeah, it's like I guess we got to give it to him. (laughs) 
Dude, that blew my mind when they said he's like when they're doing the whole breakdown of the, his future. Oh, I was laughing so hard. This guy, <laughs> right? Can I ask you, film buffs, a question? Are all four of these people famous? To the, I know Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, but are the others famous at this point, or is this? So Jennifer Love Hewitt became known as a scream queen because of this, but she went on and did other. You know, what this I mean? was her like, first scary movie too. Yeah, this was her first scary movie, but. Again, like you said, this movie was revitalized, the slasher genre. So she was marked as technically our generation's early scream queens. You know what I mean? And so she went on to, it's not called, is it Love Can't, Love Can't Wait? I don't know. There's some stupid teen drama where a guy on the last day of school wants to give his crush a letter he wrote, and it's Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's like the main love interest in that. And there's a few other movies she's in around those 90s times where she is the ridiculously attractive woman that she is. <laughs> kind of plays into that type. And then... She evaporates. Evaporates film. for a little while, yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously went on to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was Slayer. doing Buffy, too. During this? Right. I think th- I thought she did Buffy after this. Before and after during and after? Maybe. Buffy was before this, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The TV show? The I, movie came out around yeah. this time. But, um, yeah, she was doing that. Ryan Philippe was one of those in and out of different movies. His big movie was also with Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Cruel Intentions. Uh, that's a whatever movie. That's one of those movies that's like the shock value of like, what? Teenagers having sex? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's basically the premise. And then Freddie Prince Jr. was the kind of the nice teen heartthrob. Oh, and she's all that, right? Well, yeah, she's yeah. all that. Uh, he did a weird baseball movie after this. Um, uh, Scooby-Doo. Well, yeah, he was Fred, <laughs> Scooby-Doo. He does a great job as Fred and Scooby. He I'm really throw does. that out there. But yeah, they all were moderately successful through the 90s into the early 2000s. Uh, so that definitely helped. But yeah, well, I just meant when I don't like them, I think it's because they're like i said it's what i'm not supposed to like like sarah michelle geller's super vain and very like she's not ditzy dumb or anything like that but she's she's a lot you know what i mean i actually thought her decisions were pretty smart in this movie like evading the killer i mean like she she actually was pretty with it right uh freddie prince jr i couldn't i couldn't peg why i didn't like him i think it was because he wasn't a character yeah yeah pretty flat and then sarah michelle geller I feel like the one note they gave her every take was like, no, you gotta be, you gotta be whining, like be upset about something at all times. And that's just what she was. Like, it makes sense post the incident and kind of, you know you what mean I mean? Jennifer Early Love on. Hewitt. Oh, sorry. Your, what did I say? Michelle Geller. Sorry. Sarah Jennifer Michelle. Love Hewitt. And then, like I said about Ryan Philippe, he's just like over the top, like, oh, I'm going to be an alpha male. <laughs> right? Alpha male just yell. Don't worry, I took care of it. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to bother you anymore. Because <laughs> I'm a quarterback. <laughs> Dude, Max was bigger than him. <laughs> yeah. God, Max was a little scarier than him. Max was a little scary. <laughs> He's been lifting shit at the docks. I bet he I bet he I bet he could take him. But yeah, we're introduced to cause it's the sum, last summer before they're supposed to go to college, these four teens. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is winning this beauty pageant, which was super weird. There's like five girls up there, and there's like twelve people in the audience. Uh, there's, I mean, that that place was packed full of men. 
Yeah. <laughs> they all had weird fish hats on. Yeah, it was like the Croker Award or something. <laughs> yeah, the town name was like Croker or something like that. <laughs> Super weird. Aptly named. And then she, she wants to go to New York and be... An actress an, to bring world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty funny answer. I <laughs> liked I liked Ryan Philippe's and Freddie Prince Jr.'s like combo during that, where... It, Freddie Prince Jr. is dating Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah. and talking about his best friend's girlfriend's boobs in front of both of them. And they have like a weird convo about it. And she's just like, guys, I'm right here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yours are good too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he should have. He should have been like, oh, don't worry. Yours are great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, so it's kind of one of those quick kind of just you know because they don't it's a slasher film so technically they don't need to be characters you just need bullet points so we get (laughs) she wins she wins jennifer love hewitt is kind of a self-proclaimed feminist gonna be a lawyer after she finishes college she's going to new york as well to yeah to doesn't say school what school just going to new york college um (laughs) freddie prince jr is going to boston uh, does it say where Ryan Philippe is going to college? Some place that has football. <laughs> He's going to football college, New York. Because I thought he was supposed to be going to New York or something. Maybe it was too. like Ohio. I was trying to remember what the uh, newspaper articles say in, in Creeper's boat room. Because he has like that shrine to them. Oh, hmm. I didn't catch that. Oh, man. No, I didn't. Because you were it. too busy processing who I they could Yeah, Because <laughs> it was during that scene. That I had geez. a whiteboard out. It was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know what they did last summer? I don't even know. Yeah, but like, <laughs> we we see them go to like this kind of it's a festival. Like it's a we're not explaining what the point of the festival is, but it's just like well, it's, it's the Fourth of July. Oh, like is it the Fourth of July? Yeah, Fourth yeah. yeah, of July. Fourth of July. They're doing the croaker or whatever festival, and so they go and they're hanging out. And this is our first introduction to Max, who's hey, yeah, trying to give her a free drink, and I thought quick. he like spiked it. I thought he did too. That would have been amazing because Ryan Philippe drank it. How is that, that not a plot point? Oh, that's so good. That actually would have been really that's good. That's so good. I love when there are parade scenes in scary movies for some reason. I don't know about the juxtaposition about like a very public thing and then like something scary happening. Yeah. I really like it. And maybe the Dark Knight is part of it when the Joker's like in the crowd. I know that's not really a parade necessarily. It's a funeral but, service. But, but no, I, I, I like that you. like... I don't know. I, I, those no, scenes I are agree with you. What is it? Uh, girl with the dragon. Ta- not, yeah, girl with the dragon tattoo. They yeah. do the whole play out of the during the parade. Something ha- like yeah. There's something about something so public where something bad can happen. Still, yeah. It, I don't know. it just falls under the cracks or between the cracks and the cracks. There's cracks involved, and things go through them. People. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're at this party or whatever, and we're really introduced to how much of a dick Ryan Philippe's character is, because immediately goes from like, you look at him a girl, to like, wanting to fight Max over nothing. Well, yeah, and he was defending Jennifer Love. Yeah, Freddie's girl. And he's like, I was just defending your girl like you should have been. And what? It's like, what? <laughs> Max was just... It was kind of sad. He was like, Matt, uh, when he asks her out, he's like, we've been friends for years. You I mean, can't go away without a goodbye. No, see, like, that's some good guy. Yo, 100%. Nice guy vibes. Like, I, I haven't waited 18 years, and I'm not <laughs> not going to get fucked by you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing that like the guy from Teeth. The, I haven't masturbated since Easter. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, it's like, dang, that's like a little bit aggressive. Yeah. Well, Max is another example of what I was talking about with level 12 of character acting. Because he has a line coming up that I wrote down that blew me away. But they're, you know, these group of four friends last night of the summer or 4th of July or whatever. They're like, let's go to the beach to where this boat is just shipwrecked and we'll hang out. Apparently, it's like a painting that they uh, reenacted. Oh, really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, all I could gather from this scene, besides the foreshadowing of the hook hand thing, is no one knows how to tell a story. <laughs> we, we they're not going to be writers, Mark. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. is just trying to tell the classic, like you know, lovers in the woods hook hand story, and every single one of them stop and go, "No, no, no! It's the sound of the clock because it's outside the car. No, no, no! It's the blood dripping because he's hung him from the tree outside the car, and it's drip, drip, drip." And Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, "No, he was gutted." Freddie Prince Jr. is like, "Guys, I'm trying to tell the story. (laughs) You guys can tell your story after I tell my story." Jeez! And they're like, "Well, it's all fake anyway." Like, well, you know, it's like folklore, it's folk tales, all has a basis of truth somewhere. So anyway, <laughs> uh, you want to go on the sand and uh, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's another weird, like, rushed thing that yeah. happens is the separating and Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prinze no. Jr.'s character being like, you just get me like no one else does. And then they start kissing. He's like, you really? sure? Are you sure? Yeah. You're like, what? This is her like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And then before that was Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller on his like straddling Ryan Oh yeah, like, like, you're gonna impregnate me with the first of the three kids, and he's like, oh yeah. No, best part of that whole scenario because it's it's absurd. She's like, when I get what? done with my second season of some TV show, and you're playing for the Steelers, and he says Cowboys, and he's like, <laughs> the best. No, the best part is he says we'll get married. And then you'll go to rehab. <laughs> he, she did say rehab. <laughs> and then you'll impregnate me. <laughs> she calls him out for being an alcoholic as they're like cuddling with each other. And then he digs it. <laughs> oh, I do think, because you said he wrote this at, or he wrote this before Scream. Mm-hmm. I think because the whole, one of the whole tropes they talk about in scream is the final girl can't have sex she has to be a virgin in the movie to survive that's like the trope that they play against in scream because you know when sydney hooks up with billy then it's like oh those are the rules i think they added this scene with jennifer love hewitt and um freddie prince jr last minute just to be like play against the trope again to be like, oh no, we're going to fall into the same trope. Cause I bet that scene was originally written as like the classic. Oh, I just think we should wait. And you know, Freddie Prince be like, well, I don't want to rush you. You know what I mean? Just playing <laughs> off like that as they're the wholesome couple paired with the couple that's ravaging each other by the fire. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. That whole thing feels ravaging. like a last minute rewrite to be like, no, no, no. We just made a movie making fun of this trope. Let's let's just not go into that. Everyone's on the table. <laughs> Everyone's having sex. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan Philippe is getting he's super hammered and they're like, ah, we can't let you drive. He's like, nobody no, drive back off of me. Yeah, he's gonna drive back off. <laughs> There's like five minutes of people taking the keys from him and just saying that one line. Yeah. Like they're all waiting around for someone to say cut. Yeah. Like he's just hey man, nobody <laughs> drive back off of me. Okay. 
Hey, hey, <laughs> slap him on the hey. <laughs> Nobody drives like over <laughs> me. No, 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 Ryan. Up to twelve. Turn it up to twelve. <laughs> Ryan, we could, we didn't believe you. Give me more. <laughs> Nobody drives like over me. <laughs> but yeah, Freddie and uh, Jennifer, they they come in the lovers glow. And the lovers in the lovers glow. <laughs> Ride shotgun and, and driving a nice BMW 3 Series. Yeah, I like that car. I like the car too. But uh, yeah, you know they're driving. They're listening to music. Ryan Philbay spilling liquor all over himself in the car. Like, what music is this? Bla- w- blasting hard rock now outside the window. Just woo, go live forever. Man, let's go of his forty. <laughs> and then Freddie Prince, not paying attention, just doof, hit something. Oh my God, we gotta stop the car. Maybe it was just a deer. Of course, it's a dead body because it's a horror film. And we gotta get the plot going. And we find a shoe. <laughs> I immediately thought of of scary movie. Yeah. The it's a boot. Where's the foot? <laughs> 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 that was another thing. Like scary movie, scary movie parody this and Scream so perfectly that it's hard to watch this one specifically and not think of the scenes where they make fun of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so they're all freaked out because they hit this guy, and he's all bloody, and clearly they think he's dead. But none of them are doctors. They needed they needed Jeff from uh, the ruins to come yeah. in and yeah, cut his leg off. To it's like a Freddy sure character kind of. See, that's what they could have done. Was Freddy was like this kid trying to become like a doctor, make good, get or, out of Fisher Town, or like a, a zoologist or like a vet. And he's like, no, I know animals. I don't know people. If we could actually hit the deer, I could have done something. But this is a human. I yeah. can't save him. Maybe if this guy was a dolphin, he'd be able to help. <laughs> if he was a marine biologist. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> I only know about blowholes. I don't know about wounds. and <laughs> Blow. <laughs> it's a very narrow focus. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so this is this is the crux of the film. What are they gonna do? The logic here. This would have been nice to have Keaton or Zach on, have some lawyer minds here, because mm-hmm. they think they're gonna fry. That's my one of my favorite moments is Freddie Prince Jr. going, "Whatever, this is manslaughter. Whoever takes the blame, we're all gonna fry." That's not how that works. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> Ryan Philippe, or so Freddie Prince Jr. would have gotten in trouble. Ryan Philippe would have gotten in trouble. The two girls would have been fine. And not out of some like weird sexist like oh girls. Girl. I mean in the sense of, <laughs> I mean in the sense of Freddie Prince Jr. would have blown a zero. Yeah. They the cops have no proof that Ryan Philippe was driving, so it's they have to take Freddie Prince's word, right? So to be honest, they made a very wrong. Obviously, they made the wrong play here, but they're logically <laughs> were inept with their thought process of who's going to get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, so they gotta they gotta hide the body. But who rolls up? Our boy Max. And a pretty big truck. Yeah, Big Bang Theory rolls up in a heaping truck. But it, I guess it makes sense. He has to like move fish and shit, right? Fish and shit together. And shit. Well, fish shit, man. They do. So, yeah, it makes sense. But this is, yeah, this is my favorite line of the movie. Because they're distracting Max, making it seem like Ryan Philippe is just thrown over the edge. That's why they stopped, had too much to drink or whatever. And Jennifer Love Hewitt's distracting him, just being like, oh, hey, hey, Max. Freddie Prince Jr. comes up acting completely nice. No, like, real sense of, 
like aggression or any sort of like he's a little flustered. But other than that, and Max says you can wash that because it's Fred saying like, hey, can like what can I do for you? And Max said, you can wash that shit don't stink attitude off your face like <laughs> deadpan staring at him like the f- why is he at a 12 he has no reason to be this upset from earlier i guess i think he's suspicious he's not though he was just like talking to jennifer love you like oh are you guys okay Ugh, partying too hard i guess hey wipe that shit don't stink off your face i mean i think he's a little jelly right he likes the Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Freddie Prince has the Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Max is just a little sad Max. Well, I think it's also supposed... There's like a weird attempt at a character thing with Freddie Prince Jr.'s character that he's a poor kid who's friends with the rich kids. So that's why Max doesn't like him, because he's like, you know, trying to hang out with the the crowd that they all are supposed to hate. But like Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't seem like she's super rich, so I don't know why there's multiple conversations of with Freddie Prinze. She was like, "I'm not. My family's not like yours. We couldn't just buy our way out of this." I don't know. That seems like a very whatever house her mom was living in, and I don't know. She didn't seem super rich to me. And then you know, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Philippe were in some pimping houses, so I got that one. But I don't know. It's all it's all weird character choices here. But yeah, they uh, they drive the body down to random, I guess, just the port, non-disclosed, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, <laughs> I did laugh that they like have dragged the body down here, and they're about to throw it in the water. And Freddie Prince is like, "I don't think I can do this, man." And Sarah Michelle's like, "Fine, I'll do it." Yeah. Well, too late at that point, Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're throwing it in, turns out he's still alive because he grabs Sarah Michelle Gellar's crown because she's still wearing it from winning the beauty pageant so ryan Philippe, not out of politeness out of oh that's evidence mm-hmm. jumps into the water to get it sees that clearly he's still alive but swims out of the water and they're just like well i guess he's dead now. <laughs> it was so bright under there too <laughs> it was it was clearly like a swimming pool you know what i mean it's it's such like a juxtaposition from underwater 20s above that you're like oh yeah they okay different locations clearly but whatever they didn't even wait for the bubbles to stop coming up. <laughs> what if they had changed their mind at that moment? Like, wait, 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 wait. Let's get him out. We got to get him out. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> and just pretend like they saved him. Be like, man, did you guys, did you see those kids that hit you? Oh, we chased them off. Crazy. They were throwing you in the water. <laughs> <laughs> they might have sounded a lot like us, but they definitely were not us. I know. It was crazy. It was two guys and two girls. I don't know. I, I guess everyone's just coupling up these days and. Oh, I'm so happy we were here to save you. <laughs> I think his name was Max, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Max. That would be amazing. They'd blame Max for him. Oh, man. But yeah, they make the whole pact. Another ramp up to 12 moment with Ryan Philippe of when they're making the pact. Yes. Where Jennifer Love Hewitt just nods and he's like, no, not. I want to hear you say it. it like <laughs> chokes her out. Well, Freddie Prince Jr. is just standing there, like, oh, oh, come, hey, calm down, Bobby, calm down. Don't make me call the police. We just need to think about this. It's a little late. He's in the water, <laughs> but they're gonna take it to their graves. Bump, bump, bump. One year later, and they notice a tattoo on him. 
Oh yeah, I guess. Well, we brought Which that up turns, earlier. But yeah, yeah, it turns out to be important. Yeah, but we don't get like a good look at the tattoo. It's clearly one of those they need the evidence. It's clear like this is going to be important later. Body in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one year later we get to we're catch up college, with the gang. Yeah, yeah we're in college. Love you. Just the way they went about this, I guess, is kind of real. Like when you're coming back home from college for the first time, maybe it feels like it's been forever. But they treated it like it had been like thirty years. I felt like for yeah. all of them. Well, that's what I was saying. Where some of the time jump that works against them is the them going to college. Like if they were still in high school, they could kind of play off this thing of over the year they've had this falling out and they need to kind of reconnect to figure out what's going on. But because they're all at college, I don't know. It it does like you said. It makes it seem like they've been gone for the whole college experience. Well, how long was Sarah Michelle Geller in New York before she like had to come back? Yeah, she said she I was going to give... for a while, you know, 6 to 8 weeks. <laughs> Yeah, it I didn't on, work out. I went on one audition, and they said maybe, and I took that as a, it's never going to happen. I said, so. maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, I, oh man, this movie, I just laughed because there's only, I, I counted, because I thought, I tried to remember if this movie fell into the trope of if there's a black character, they die first, because that was a 90s thing that's still made fun of to this day. The only black character is the roommate and her only lines are telling Sarah <laughs> Jennifer sorry Jennifer Love Hewitt how pasty pale like <laughs> death she is that is her only lines of dialogue in this movie and that made me laugh hysterically she literally comes in and is like girl you need to get in the sun with your pasty ass <laughs> even be like remember get out in the sun <laughs> you <laughs> white ass yeah. <laughs> 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 again a 12 <laughs> is she in the sequel I think yes, but okay. they recast her. Oh, Brandy okay. is the roommate in the sequel, and she's okay. But it's definitely <laughs> better than whatever we got with this. <laughs> I, I wrote down one of the she says. Yeah, it's your white white ass death chalky corpse. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah, I will say. Got a point because the early scenes of her coming back from college, she looks like the corpse bride, like. So pale, so just like she hasn't slept in 20 years <laughs> and just distraught. And uh, I guess that's warranted. But at the same time, I kind of felt like, wow, you're really not holding it together. Uh, all right. But yeah, we find out she is not doing well at school. She was the valedictorian or not valedictorian, but she was like the straight A student in high school. And now she's like flunking out. Oh, no. Dean clearly, said this is your last chance. Clearly, this whole murdering somebody is really taking their toll on you. I think that's the issue. Is I, I, you don't really have sympathy for them in the beginning of this movie. Because you are you see them kind of be assholes. Jennifer Love Hewitt has that moment of conscience, but she goes through with it. So you look at the group as they're a bunch of dickheads who killed somebody. And so when they try to have like these sympathy moments early on when they come back from college, they just don't land. Well, I don't think they do that with Ryan Phillippe's character. I think you're supposed to just be like, oh, yeah, he's still an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, was it – I had a note in here about her dad dying. That kind of seemed out of nowhere. You know Over that character? year? Did, it die, did he die during the year? Oh, I I thought it was from before, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't I know. They didn't really hit on – her mom didn't really play that big of a role. In... Yeah, I know, but it just – like that's what I mean, though. It was such a random added thing. 
the mom throws the like classic mom jab of the your dad is rolling in his grave. grave right now. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. The uh, but yeah, so she's clearly struggling. Does she go to where does she, well, she, gets, she the gets the now. note? Oh yeah. yeah, that's it. I was like, because I know she goes to see Sarah Michelle Gellar at local Sephora. <laughs> local Sephora. <laughs> But I couldn't remember if it was before or after she got the letter. Yeah, so she gets the letter. Just says, I know what you did last summer. Title drop. Really good handwriting. Very, very good handwriting. It was very, like, wasn't over the top. Wasn't too threatening. It was very, like, bold. Just, hey. Matter of fact. I know what you did last summer. So does God. Just saying. What if that was, she didn't turn over the card and it's like the local church thing. Just trying to remind kids to repent. Because, hey. We know what you did last summer. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> avoided this whole thing. If you just repented. <laughs> <laughs> just repent. Yeah. The, uh, she goes, so, yeah. So, she goes to see Michelle Geller. Or, well, actually, she goes to see her sister. Because I forgot to bring up her sister when we introduced her in the beginning of the movie at the party. Because she's another character. She's Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison, by the way. Well, she's oh. also Sonia. Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, how did I not think about that? Yeah. Oh, it's Sonya! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that blew my mind! <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I didn't put that together. Oh, that's upsetting. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so Sonya Blade is yeah. in this movie. Awesome. I thought she, she was the killer. I and... thought she was going to be it for a second too because she is at a 12. Like, we're introduced to her at the party and she's like basically calls her sister a skank hobag or some nonsense for winning the beauty pageant. <laughs> and like, that's her Clearly introduction. Clearly they have a history. <laughs> and then We've all been there. We're introduced to the sister again, running the shop, immediately throws more over the line jabs at Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, why? Why does every character <laughs> need to be so over the top? It's high school, man. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Tough it's times. Not makes it <laughs> it's small town, man. <laughs> Either get in or get out. Oh, man. You can't stay here. <laughs> right. Right. But Sarah Michelle Geller, like we said, gave up on her dreams in New York, I guess, and just came back to work at the shop where they show that she's struggling because she can't put the perfume up. It's just a classic. She's been doing that every just, day. Just, she's been yeah. <laughs> How can we show she's struggling? Well, we'll just have her be really bad at this menial task job. But yeah, so th- she shows them the note, and they kind of have they kind of have a nice, like, back together because they were best friends. Oh, and I miss you. They just fell apart because they have a murder history. Murder, yeah. They murdered that guy. It, I just see him when I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look in your your eyes, I see the boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's left its mark, like its imprint. <laughs> Size twelves, <laughs> <laughs> like my character at a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much, but I did. Oh, but obviously they're like, we got to go tell Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Barry. Oh, it's Barry. I thought it was Bobby. Just thought I should. Nope. Nip that in the bud right here. <laughs> Bobby's that other asshole. Yeah. It is Barry. Damn it. It's Barry Cox. The- <laughs> he did what? <laughs> but yeah, Ryan Philippe, they go over to his house, his big swanky mansion. I guess he's home for the summer. Um, 
I, no two days. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, if, it, but it is implied that he's still playing college football, so he definitely would not. I feel like not be in town, right? A lot, definitely not in July. Yeah, yeah, July is definitely when he's probably going back for summer training. I would think so. Yeah, but again, he hasn't grown any, or he's he's no. still pretty short, uh, <laughs> pretty <laughs> lanky, stunted emotionally. <laughs> Very stunted emotionally. Just yell. That's one of my favorites. Is them be like, I don't know, maybe the murder we did last time. You shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> don't you say that? Mom's gonna hear. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, mom's he like on his, the phone. His mom's like, oh, they're just talking about <laughs> the murder they did last summer, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so aggressive. It's just Sarah Michelle or Jennifer Love Hewitt making a comment like, oh, just I don't, I don't know, Barry, maybe the guy we killed last time. You shut the fuck up! <laughs> 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 also, he's wearing dog tags. Why is he wearing dog tags? It's cool. Yeah. Is it? Did you not get dog tags from like Walmart or something before? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the me thing. I didn't either. I just saw the machine. Yeah, you just saw the machine. Yeah, that... I would never. Yeah. Get camouflage. <laughs> dog tags. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so they can identify his body, right? Right, of course, right. Which I don't think they ever find. He's wearing them in his shirt, and they're like off to the side. It bothered me. Yeah, a couple times I thought he was like it was just like his nipple was just like super <laughs> big. I'm trying to show how he's been struggling, right? <laughs> Putting which, on clothes, <laughs> yeah. which again they don't show how he's struggling at all because he's, he's not. Because he, oh yeah. Jinx. <laughs> I just thought they would show him be like a super alcoholic. Like he got kicked off the team for being an alcoholic. Throwing an interception or something. <laughs> for throwing an interception. Under the influence. <laughs> Under the influence. <laughs> but yeah, so Barry thinks it's all just a prank. And then he starts to think it's Max. Like just Max, fair. Which is fair because yeah. Max did see them that night. So he's the only one that would possibly know. So where do they go? Or is he? They go to Max's place of business. Where Max's first line is like, I wonder whatever happened to Barry Cox, the college quarterback. He's like, <laughs> like small town yokels are going to be like, oh, Mr. Big Shot, Mr. Quarterback <laughs> College Player. They probably would be excited for him, right? Like he's from their town. Well, Max hates him. Yeah, Max wouldn't be. But it'd just be the rest of the town. Like nobody cares. I don't know. Just made me laugh. Another another twelve moment. I'm just more surprised that Max went with Barry to speak quietly. He's like, "What? This isn't private enough for you?" <laughs> huh? I wanted Barry to be like, "No," and it just zoom out, and there's like twelve people <laughs> around them working. Like, I don't think you understand what private means, but all right, <laughs> just. But yeah, Barry threatens him. It's like, "You stop it with them notes. We know it's you." And then I guess Barry like almost murders him. Yeah. With the with the hook. Big scary hook. Like Barry coming out of there. He's like, don't worry, I took care of it. He's not gonna bother us anymore. It's like, what'd you do, Barry? He's like, I just scared him. Just scared him. And committed assault and battery. I mean, but, Max Max is definitely the better actor out of these people. Yeah. I'd I'd agree. He was he was just getting up there and he's like, You motherfucker. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, I'd feel that way too. Is this where they run into Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Rant, yeah. And he's a Ray? fisherman. 
He is wearing what look like diesel jeans, <laughs> a black wife beater, and his hair all chilled up. He looks like... And he's as white as he was last summer. Yeah. And he looks like the ultimate pretty boy, like teen heartthrob. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. Oh, I've been working fish. at the docks. On that boat, that one down there, that's mine. Yeah. I guess I'm just like my dad, just a fisherman. I thought you didn't know your dad. Well, I mean... I just knew that he worked on ships. Also, <laughs> wasn't he going to Boston College? Like, That's how he's struggling. He, he never made go? it. Just didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say he flunked out or that like his scholarship. It's just he didn't go. He, he was going to sail and he went south. <laughs> Boston was north. <laughs> By the time he realized his mistake, he was in Cape Canaveral. <laughs> <laughs> on his dad's boat. <laughs> That's all he knows about him. <laughs> so that's just me. I'm just, you know, your average fisherman just out yeah. here. <laughs> that killed me. The shot of the, him coming like off out of nowhere on the boat, and they're like, oh, hey. It's just like, he's supposed to be a fisherman right now? The rest of the extras in the background look like the most legit fishermen. <laughs> they're all just like sea worn, crazy different like fisherman outfits. And he's just in diesel jeans and a tank top. Do you just. think they, they made him a fisherman so that the misdirect would be there later where he could have been in the slickers the whole time being the killer? Is that the reason Freddie Fr- Prince Jr. is a fisherman? For Maybe. That? I like To be honest, I wish that wasn't a misdirect. I wish he, Freddie Prince Jr. was the killer. That that's you know that's towards the end when like, how would you that would be my thing is I think it would have been nicer to have him be the killer and not have this weird standoffness between him and the rest of the group because when you think about it Freddie Prince Jr. is in this movie for maybe five minutes mm-hmm. ten minutes of the movie like yeah post the opening yeah post the opening he reappears at the dock they don't see him until they go again to confront him when Barry's like you know. She found a dead body. He heard got her hair cut off, and I got to run over by a car. And you got a note. That's like that's like thirty minutes from this scene. He's just not in it. And if you had him in it more, and then just made him the killer, that'd have been actually a nice payoff. I would have liked it. I wouldn't have needed a whiteboard at the end to figure out <laughs> what was going on. But instead, we get Jennifer Love Hewitt going. Uh, I just don't want to know you. I just don't want to know you. Quick runaway. Yeah. Her, her, her runaway was pretty funny. And we watched the whole runaway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Um, so I was kind of, we kind of skip a little bit here, but the I want to talk about the Ryan Philippe workout scene because I think it's next. But him driving to this gym that's like a boxing gym down by the docks, my first comment is, he is a college quarterback. We're not told he's a starter, but I imagine he's at least second or third string, you know, which is fine. He might be a starter. He might be a starter for all we know. I don't know. Maybe hitting a heavy bag with no gloves and just boxing in general when you're a quarterback doesn't seem like the smartest play considering you can destroy your hand your shoulder. There's a lot of things that could happen. So again, the whole quarterback thing seems so thrown out of the window. But you didn't want to see that scene? A little party you didn't get excited? No, I laughed. I didn't laugh at him hitting the bag. I laughed at the next scene where it's him like looking at the gym because he's panicked. The whole gym 
is lockers to three heavy bags to a squat rack <laughs> all open it like just it's just lockers yeah like it is the weirdest setup of a gym I have ever seen. If all those lockers were in use, <laughs> no one could be in yeah. there. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, it like seems like the most thrown together thing. It almost has like a weird like seaside theme. <laughs> oh man. That just killed me. I had to talk about that cuz that that blew my mind. And there's like one guy working and oh, it just killed me. How does it get all the shit stolen? It's <laughs> wild. That's what I want to know. I wrote down a couple times, the killer's clearly a ninja. Yeah. But yeah, his jacket's stolen, which I guess has his car keys in it, because car gets stolen. He sees it drive off. Hey! And you know, you do what you do the smart thing, and you chase after it. Right. <laughs> And then have the car chase you, obviously. And then you run in a pseudo straight line. Yeah, he zigzags like like that's going to do anything. There were so many parts in that run, he could have just 90 degree turned right. out and oh, have been safe. and been fine. But then... So he's probably a really shitty quarterback. Yeah, he, he's a pocket he quarterback. Yeah, he, okay. he doesn't Statue know what to do once there. he's out. Yeah. <laughs> once he's out of the pocket, oh, it's... it's Fish a out of water. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, he gets basically run over through a billboard but not killed he sees the killer wearing they call it a slicker slicker uh but you can't see his face but like why not kill him i guess he's trying to scare him that's not really clarified why he wants to scare them before he kills them yeah but yeah he definitely could have killed him which leads to the whole like it's clearly someone trying to mess with us which is what Barry's thing is also his arms broken they don't bring that up about him affecting his future my scholarship because <laughs> probably no one cares would you have cared anymore i don't know yeah no i just i don't know they just added weird character things and they didn't stick to it and it bugs me but yeah so we see barry's attacked via vehicle his car which was the murder weapon so uh, his dad's gonna kill him again <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Sarah Michelle Gell. Wait, I might be skipping. Max when- dies first. Oh, did Max die before the gym fight? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Because that's actually a pretty good kill. Is uh, Max putting away the crab things and there's smoke. And he burns himself. He's like, ah, shoot, I should have worn my gloves. Yes, you should. Everyone, you follow the guidelines. When it calls for gloves, no matter if you've been doing this for 10 years like Max, you always wear your gloves. Right. It's just... It's just safety. It's just safety. That's the takeaway. From it only scene. has to happen once. You know what? And I'm going to add something. Probably yeah. should have been wearing goggles, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, glasses don't count as goggles. Yeah, and he wasn't know. wearing glasses. That's not until uh, later. Yeah. But. You know, none of that would have helped with a hook going through the bottom of your chin. But, you know. You never know. Safety can't cover everything. You know, you're not in, you're not in a Kevlar suit. So I did like how they revealed that the hook was gone, like on the that ice block or whatever. <laughs> like I know it's is uh, campy, maybe is the right word. I yeah, <laughs> but uh, like I would have liked it within more. this movie. It worked. I would have liked it more though if Max had noticed it was missing and just been like, "Huh? Oh well." You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's a trope too: is someone acknowledging that a sharp object's missing, or and then he goes, "Is there anyone here?" And no one answers. He's like, oh, like "Guys." Must have been one of the crabs I'm about to murder. <laughs> <laughs> so Max gets killed. Yeah, Max just gets that through the smoke. And pulled across. Pulled across. Isn't he? 
It was. I liked it. There's that, and there's the scene later when he when the killer kills the sister when he's carrying. Oh yeah, that was a pretty pretty good use of a very interesting murder weapon. Yes, it it got me a little. I was like, oh yeah, gets her right under the sternum. Mm. But Max obviously dead. Ryan Phillippe has been run run over. over. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Don't they? Is this when they decide to go investigate? the sister of the guy they think they killed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is before her hair is cut off. Yeah. Cause that's what I was trying to remember if they're, if all that happened and then they go investigate or if they investigate and then all that. Happened. Yeah. But yeah, them this, this again was a scene I guess was necessary for the plot. I also laughed because that's a well-known actress. Uh, yeah, that's Anne Heesh. She's was like she did the Psycho remake. Mm-hmm. She's been ah oh, man, I don't know. She's just been in a bunch of movies. She's in that weird movie with Harrison Ford where they're on the island. They like play. It's like Seven Days and Seven Nights or something. Can't remember. But she has a nothing role in this, of just kind of supposed to be crazy. Older sister that just lives by herself, on a farm. Maybe I don't know. Older sister of the guy we saw die at the beginning of suicidal fisherman. Of yeah. suicidal, Sad yes. suicidal fisherman. Yeah, who now lives alone because mom couldn't handle son's death. Move her to a home. Yeah, and somebody's been visiting her named Billy Blue. And I caught some weird thing. It was like we were sweet on each other for a little while, but I. Yeah. So it's and then he got you- freaked out that she uh, like. I guess it was uh, the death. Like, he couldn't be close to her because of that death of her brother. So, the, and again, the spoilers are revealed, obviously, that uh, that's, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. So, it's supposed to be implied that they were, like... <laughs> hooking up. Yeah, they've been hooking up. Or that they're flirty or... Well, because, again, they play off that she's crazy. So, is it one of those things where she was reading into and he was just visiting her to make it's sure too she deep. was okay? It's too deep. Yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to stick with the we were sweet. Meaning Chebang. Chebang bang. Yeah. And we couldn't go any further than that because what's what's further than that, I guess, is a, a lifelong commitment. Right. And he's like, no, because we killed your brother, potentially, I can't be close to you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, they... They their whole premise for showing up at the house is stupid too. Because they they're trying to trick her into saying the name of someone that might have been friends with the guy that they could basically view as a suspect of who's doing this, and it doesn't really work. So they bail on that, and I think the whole thing is supposed to be a misdirect of maybe maybe it is the sister that's doing that. Yeah, because she was creepy. Yeah, and. Uh, so yeah, they obviously that leads nowhere besides that there's someone named Billy that ends up being a misdirect. There's a lot of misdirects. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes goes home. So Sarah Michelle Geller, where her dad is just comatose. I don't know what. I didn't understand the dad thing. Was it just showing that she lived a sad life that her dad didn't care what she like? Just playing up sympathy for her character. I didn't. I didn't really get that. I yeah. I don't know. I I guess so. And then she you know. We see her go make like pour herself a diet coke, which they act like she's about to down like a double bourbon, like the way she pours it and like stares at it, and then does like a deep swig of it and just like leaves the glass there and walks away. It's obviously product placement because it's a label out, but how she drinks it, it's like God, it's been a hard day. 
Diet Coke takes off the yeah. edge. <laughs> <It's a laughs> Take two fingers of Diet Coke. I know. it's. It just was a weird frame scene that sole purpose was to show the killer somehow sneak into the house, go up the stairs, not be noticed by anybody, sneak into her closet. Uh, and again, we see Sonya Blade enter her room when she's there, like, brushing her hair. It's like, what he calls her, like, second grade wash-up or some nonsense? Like, another out of nowhere, just 12 across-the-line insult for no reason. Like, we get no reason why these two would bitterly hate each other. It's because she's taking her oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at the... This felt like a real sibling moment, though, I will say, is the older sister saying, I need you at the store by 10. And Sarah Michelle Gellar being like, I can't, I got to be in the parade. They're like, well, dad gave me the store and I need you there by 10. And the sibling just, <laughs> it's that sibling rivalry of like, no, I told you to do something. And even if the excuse of why it can't be done is perfectly reasonable, the sibling cannot be challenged. It's clear dominance must be stated. <laughs> and I just really liked that moment. It mm. felt real. Real. You have some moments like that. I don't know. I definitely could see Steven telling me that I got to be at the shop by 10. <laughs> and then you're like, what shop? And I'm like, I got to be in a parade. He's like, what parade? <laughs> like, well, you don't have a shop and I don't have a parade. So here we are. What are we talking about? <laughs> here we are, Steven. <laughs> but yeah, so she goes to sleep. What happens? Hair gets all chopped to bits. The killer's choosing the things that they need the most for their futures. Well, I think it's just their vanity, like what they <laughs> seem to value. But for their futures. But it, that, but John, that, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> but that that only matters to Ryan Philippe and Sir Michelle Geller. Yeah, because crabs in the trunk, I guess, doesn't... Uh... Yeah, Max being dead is sad, but that doesn't affect Jennifer Love Hewitt. Well, well so... the note did. Yeah, and then apparently... Well, they all got notes, didn't they? Well, because, I mean, it, the, the movie doesn't do a really good job of this either. I think they're supposed to be friends because they've been friends for so long. And, like, she's like, no, you know, like, I remember back in middle school when I friend-zoned you, Max? It's like, <laughs> weird, we're just good friends. <laughs> and so I think she's supposed to be upset by that. Fun fact is that Jennifer Love Hewitt may or may not have actually freaked out at the uh, the body cast of max because it looks so much looked so much like the actor and their friends or whatever oh i thought they were gonna i thought you were gonna say that they like tricked her on set and they were like we're not gonna have anything trunk we need you to just like open it dramatically and no she's like that's my friend he looks dead my friend he's dead but but again like we i guess again it's a misdirect but we never see what freddie prince jr outside of the note it's like Shaken by. So the killer only really goes after the rich kids. It's very easy to target them. That's true. But this is where we get the kind of most memed scene from this movie, though, with Max being in the trunk of the car. Of the, uh, the what are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I I feel like the, I've seen that in like six different comedies. Quote spin unquote. around. Yeah, the spin around <laughs> and just like yelling that. Isn't in scary movies she's saying that and there's like a jumper on the building? <laughs> <laughs> and the jumper thinks he's, she's talking to him. <laughs> oh man, it's a, it's a good spoof. The um, this is yeah, because this is after all this has happened is where they confront Freddie Prince Jr., who's been out of the movie for the past thirty minutes. Um, 
and it's just more of the like, who's doing this? We think it's you. You know, they don't know. I got a note too. I got, yeah, I got a note. This is a mean note. <laughs> I, I <laughs> said I, I suck at fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> made fun I'll of never my, live up to my dad. He made fun of my outfit I was wearing while I was fishing. These <laughs> are. These are diesel jeans. They're Jinkos. <laughs> I just use sunscreen. That's why I'm not so weathered. <laughs> but yeah, it, at this point, it's kind of the last act moves into the last act of the movie because they think they're going to find him at the parade, which I don't understand. The I guess they just assume he's watching. It's them. been a year, so like everything. That July Fourth, probably yeah. planning. Right. So they it's yeah they here. So Ryan Philpe is like playing bodyguard to Sarah Michelle Geller sitting on the front of the float. Like, how did they get that cleared? <laughs> <He's not laughs> and they share a look of like, I still love you. Yeah. Like, hey, remember this time last year, we were like doing it. I was going to go to rehab. You were going to get impregnated. The whole thing. Our whole lives <laughs> were planned. <laughs> Isn't it funny how it goes? And then we see the, you know, the, what was it? Slicker? Is that what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In the crowd, Sarah Michelle Gellar freaks out. Ryan Philippe is like, I got this. Chases after him. This old is man. hilarious because it's an old man. It could still be that guy. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason why Ryan Philippe should be like, oh, it's not him. <laughs> How <laughs> many times know. do we have to tell you this, old man? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what the killer looks like and as soon as this dude's unmasked he's like oh can't be him like what <laughs> i thought it was gonna be he beats the shit out of this old man and gets arrested like he something. won't be bothering us again <laughs> don't worry i took care of it yeah. he's gonna be eating out of a straw the rest of his life maybe it's the look of terror in the old man's eyes that caused him to not think it's him but wouldn't that have been a nice misdirect if you thought like i mean the audience wouldn't have known but if ryan Philippe had thought he had got the guy and then they go to the next pageant part because like he's just up in the balcony just acting like oh yeah no no big deal that girl singing was actually a really funny bit i really did like that what was the song it was bad Oh, but it was so good. I like that even Sarah Michelle Gellar was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We found out the talent for (laughs) it. Wow. Just wow. Just really trying. Very small town. Like, it reminded me of um, Waiting for Guffman. That kind of, like, it gave me that vibe, and I liked that. So it was a nice little bit. In all the blood and the horror, just, you know, a little bit of a laugh's always nice. (laughs) (laughs) Made me think, what was her talent? Like, what was Sarah Michelle Gellar's talent? That's a good point. To win. That's a very good point. I'm curious. Maybe it was like juggling or her hair. Was she just like, have you seen my hair? (laughs) Look, I can brush it. No knots. (laughs) Like, whoa. Also, they fixed her hair. Great. It looks great. Yeah, she looks, I would argue, better than before. Yes, I would agree. She looks amazing. And they're like, oh, they took her hair. Her beautiful hair. They, like made yeah. fun of her. Yeah, the her. cop makes fun of her. Yeah. It's like, oh, the same guy that cut your hair. <laughs> she's like, might want to put a hat on, miss. All right, you backwoods <laughs> dipshit. Wash up cop thing. Uh, I would love it if for the remainder of her character's life in this movie, everyone was referring to her as like ugly and like, oh my God, her hair. <laughs> well, she looks insanely beautiful <laughs> just to be like oh dog just like putting a, a bag over who much better <laughs> so anyway where were we 
I okay, so this is where I was a little let down because we have the max death is really solid. I think the sister death that's a little bit further away is pretty solid. Ryan Philippe's death and Sarah Michelle Geller's death are both really anticlimactic. And I want to know why we don't see it. Like, the movie was rated R, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it kind of blows my... Maybe it was something to do with, because these are teen heartthrobs, they don't want... Their agents didn't want them shown, like, disfigured or something. Yeah. Like, honestly, I wonder if that's it. Because we see Ryan Philippe getting attacked in the balcony. And we just see quick shots of, like, his face being like, Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, my God! And Sarah Michelle Gellar freaking out, and we just see him being like his arm coming down, and then just you even like, see the shadow, the shadow when she's yeah. like looking up, and you see it on the ceiling. On the ceiling, it's like oh, it, oh, it. It's like where's the light coming from? And usually, when <laughs> and usually <laughs> when you <laughs> like, where's the source? The man? lighting in this room makes no no sense. sense. <laughs> it's a house of mirrors in here. <laughs> but usually in a horror film, if you don't see the initial impact of the death. You know what I mean? If you don't see the knife hitting flesh, like if you don't see that level of gore, it's because they're paying off the body reveal. Like when you, like, uh, think Scream. Think you see her get stabbed and the first couple are brutal, but then they cut away from her and use the effect of the parents hearing what's going on through the phone. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then the real horror is when they see her in the tree gutted. You know what I mean? So like you expect that. But no, Ryan Philippe's body's just gone. Yeah. And no one believes Sarah Michelle Geller for some reason. You know, the guy that was sitting on my float earlier, <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> Go check. He's gone. Oh, he's probably drunk. What? I don't know. That's just, you know, I get it. Plot point, they needed to move along. But then, um, I actually, this is when you were talking about earlier about Sarah Michelle Geller's like, quickness and responsiveness not playing into like a dumb blonde stereotype that i enjoyed was the cop's car scene her getting driven home her being the cop obviously getting got because if you're a cop in a horror film you're you're dead you are you're dumb and you're dead i'm sorry that just sucks but it happens the killer come towards the car and it's the whole like oh no i'm stuck in the car the door won't unlock she just breaks that window and that's what you gotta do yeah that whole scene was kind of stupid i thought just in the sense of and then the co- her being like behind you when he was facing mm-hmm. the guy oh yeah, i don't yeah. know it was just yeah i did like her line of before right before where he's like she's basically saying her boyfriend you know ryan Phillip was murdered it's like if you don't find it you're gonna burn in hell just basically tells the cop off but she's pretty calm for having just watched her former lover be butchered, even though we don't really get to see it, like I said before. Uh, so this is where we get the pretty much... I think this is why I don't like the boat chase at the end, because this feels like the chase, the horror chase scene. And this is a better scene. And Yeah, it is. It's better because the shadows work better. It's a big open space. You you feel like there's a lot of moments of safety. I don't know. It's the two parts that got me that in a bad way made me laugh <laughs> when he like turns off the lights or whatever and then he's instantly able to teleport and put himself under a tarp with the mannequin. <laughs> the mannequin. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
super fast. Yeah, that got me. And I was like, what? When she's pulling the rope and slowly going <laughs> up and he like can't get <laughs> yeah. her. And Missing. he just like walks up the stairs. Yeah. It's like this whole thing is stupid. <laughs> yeah. The tarp one made me laugh too, just because that goes into the trope that happens in every slasher film that isn't where the killer's supposed to be like a force, an entity, you know what I mean? Like a Jason or Michael Myers, which is the the full arm body throw tackle onto the victim, followed by the killer not being able to move or get up after the tackle. Like they instigate this tackle where he gets him, and then it's always a like, oh man, <laughs> like took a lot out of me. <laughs> what was I thinking? Putting this tarp over my head. <laughs> Tactical blunder here. I've been so calculated this whole time. <laughs> but it happens. It happens in Scream. It happens in on this. I feel like so many of those horror films where it is the mystery killer, there's a full tackle followed by a no follow through. Like they didn't think what they were supposed to do after the tackle. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, those were the only parts because the rest of the chase is pretty good. At the tight hallway, the open park, the tension of her being at the store, even though this is one of those tropes i let it slide because i liked how they played it off where he seemed like he was right behind him in the store and then her being able to get the door open and the sister being like a bitch (laughs) i would have liked it if the sister had seen the killer through the glass like if it kind of had that moment of her closing the door and him standing there and then they both could have been afraid you know what I mean? As opposed the to the killer and the sister. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the killer's afraid of the Oh no! He's afraid of his own shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the I just mean in the sense of because I, I didn't for really, them to have some sort of a bonding moment, right? Some sort of let's you guys put are our, related. Yeah, let's put this whatever tension bullshit aside and realize we're both about to die. Yeah, Shh, they died hating each other. Yeah, because. Like sad, again, sad the sister has the one of the better deaths in the movie in terms of just like horror film, just the slash across the face, and then we see her dragged across the body by the hook. That was pretty good. But when Sarah Michelle Geller like sees the dead body, I completely buy that she just does the quick scream of like, "Oh, it's a dead body," not a like, "Oh my god, my sister, my best friend." Sarah <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Geller, she's like, "Oh no." <laughs> He killed my sister. I guess if I live, I get the shop now. <laughs> <laughs> Semi good fake out. I'm I'm torn on it. I like this though when she escapes the shop and is running down the alleyway because she she's gonna get to the parade. But she looked back. She looked back. You never look back. You just keep running. But the guy's been walking the whole time. I guess he saved his energy for this last sprint. I bet he just went back through the front of the shop onto the main street and just walked around. He couldn't have walked around and got there. He, he had a he had some high knees going. <laughs> it was a it was a brisk high knee kind of push off. And then who stacks tires like that? In case you need tires, man. It's no a fishing village. You can have it's tires. a fishing village no. when you need tires for your boat. <laughs> the only way, the only reason you have <laughs> tires set up that way is if you're going to kill someone or if you're banging in the alley and you don't want to be seen. That's not true. You need them in, in case of an action movie where you accidentally like skirt and knock over a bunch of stuff because it goes in the street and creates an no, obstacle. They made a, a mini room. It was like stacked fine. It's like it's not even just the the normal amount deep. Oh, I hundred percent wrote down. I have no idea why these tires are here. In my <laughs> <head>. <laughs> like, there's like a hundred of them. But I was more focused on because, like Ryan Philippe, 
I was like, oh, wait, did she get away for a split second? Because the way the kill happens is a lot of quick, like, she grabs his arm, cuts back and forth, and they're just, like, kind of rolling around in the tires, in the hundreds of tires. (laughs) And again, we just see the, the like, arm raised. John's favorite part. Right. And it's just the arm raised, thuds, you know what I mean? Tires moving. We, We don't see anything. And it's not like we see the killer walk out of the tires and be like, all right, well, I got her. It just goes to the next scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer takes a few tires. Like, it was a good deal. <laughs> just leaving these around. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to, I'm curious to know if that's like a weird contract thing where they just didn't want to be seen disfigured, disfigured and butchered Makes or something sense. like that. Cause it might hurt their image or their selling point for their other stuff. But it, it just kind of takes away from it a little bit. Oh yeah. Because I'm like I'm not a big gore guy in horror. Like I don't need it to be gory. I actually prefer psychological stuff over the slashers. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look who's talking, Peter. Get off your high horse, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's go I back prefer... and listen to Hereditary in Midsummer. You freak. What? Yeah. Trying I... to act all high and mighty to me. Hereditary's got some pretty intense. Like we got decapitation. <laughs> Touche. Frontal male nudity. Well, I mean, we're all we're all, I think we all agree we're all pro that, right? I mean, that was terrifying. I it's always terrifying. That's why I think it should appear in all horror films. What was the thing? Oh yeah. Sideline just real quick. Watch the first episode of Euphoria again. I forgot there's a just an erect penis in there. <laughs> it's like, dang, that is bold. <laughs> all right. Back. <laughs> Got that out of your system? <laughs> I yeah. just to, I that was just to, on my mind. I just needed to talk to somebody yeah. about it. Just like, safe, safe space. So is the next scene on the dock? <laughs> with the. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next scene on the dick on the dock. Sorry, <laughs> on the dock. On my dock. On on my dock. But uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar goes to not. Damn it! Ah, sorry. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Because Sarah Michelle Gellar is dead. Yeah. Now we just we're just with the cute one. <laughs> down to two yeah down to two jennifer love hewitt goes to you know raise raise freddie prince jr to i guess tell him that he can't find their friends well yeah so she did oh, more investigating she, out, she right. figured out that oh my gosh we didn't actually kill him we killed the guy that's hunting us or we killed that that dude's girlfriend's dad. That's why it gets complicated because they, they had that where the dad is the girlfriend of the guy. And no, she wait, had wait, wait. died. She, the dad is not the girlfriend. No, the dad, the dad <laughs> is the father of the girlfriend of, of lonely suicidal, of lonely, lonely suicidal fisherman who died in a car wreck where they, where he was driving. Right. That's, that's what happened. The girlfriend did, yes. The daughter of the real killer <laughs> died, died because a, of lonely, lonely suicidal yeah. fisherman. Getting right. in a car wreck. Yes. Right. And that's why our murderer killed knows what he did fisherman. last summer. Right. He killed his daughter's boyfriend and our group of teenagers hit him with the car, mm-hmm. the killer, with the car while he was... I guess getting rid of the other body again that's after a, he had gotten rid of, which I guess he just threw him over the cliff edge. That's yeah, accidental drowning. Yes, so that's what she figured out. 
through her random investigations. She had five like Internet Explorer windows open or whatever, <laughs> Netscape looking things. And she went back and had talked to the sister by herself again. And it that was with the whole. Knife. Yeah. And that was the whole like uh, he didn't have any tattoos and, you know, because Jennifer Love Hewitt tried to confess to her that they had hit him and all that stuff. That's the big reveal. The big reveal. But again, it <laughs> happens so quick and randomly. It doesn't feel like a pungent like point. It just feels like afterthought information of like, oh, wait. So we're not murderers. Well, you still are kind. Well, not murderers, but hit and run. This is a yeah, attempt. This is an attempt. Hit and run. What if that was the trick? The dude kills off. Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Geller, and then just goes to the police and says that <laughs> Freddie Bridge Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt hit him with a car last and year. And so they go to, yeah. And you were waiting this and long he to did, tell us? Because they left for college. He didn't, he couldn't find them and identify them in town. They came back from college. He saw them. He was scared for his life. He didn't know whether to tell the police, but he's strong enough now to come forward. Then they go to jail. Dun dun. They go to jail or they die in a fiery bullet rain down on their little ship like the police unload on yeah like a bonnie and clyde all of a sudden (laughs) that's the ending of the i don't know yeah that's that's the ending i watched what ending did you guys watch that was the director's second cut oh man did i watch the wrong one (laughs) hold on let me look up what really happened (laughs) but yeah this is where freddie prince jr is revealed to be billy blue because that's the name of his boat the dude used the name of his ray is so stupid (laughs) (laughs) he should have been the jock But yeah, so Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, oh no, you're the killer. Jennifer Love Hewitt. But he's like, take my hand. Damn it, did I say Sarah Michelle Gellar again? Damn it. Why is she on your mind, bro? I don't know. I think because everyone has three three names. I mean, that's (laughs) true. Except for Philippe. And that sounds like Uh, two right there. Yeah, everybody's got three names in this damn movie. (laughs) So we're running. Jennifer Love Hewitt runs. Ray's like, no way, come back. Let I me explain. explain. Clothesline. Clothesline. Into the arms of our killer. It's like, oh, children, children, something archaic. Why did he take off his slickers? Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. He's wearing a cool fisherman outfit now, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just a hat. As some say, John, the jig is up. <laughs> it was old man Withers. <laughs> it was old man Ben Willis. That's the name of the killer. Ben Willis is at it again. Yeah, and he's like, quick, on my ship over there. <laughs> well, I think he was telling, I rewound that because I didn't get that. And I, she says, I need, we need to call the police. Mm-hmm. So he tells her to use the phone on the, uh, the ship. It makes mm-hmm. a little more sense. I thought, because the first time I thought it, I thought it was like, quick, run away, hide on my ship. It's like, that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, Freddie is unconscious. Yeah, left he left him there, which is surprising. Why wouldn't he have killed? Do you think he was gonna let, for, maybe try to like frame take the Freddy? Ball, fall for well, him. or old man uh, is trying to get them to kill him. Like he's he doesn't want to live with himself after all this. Oh, so this is an elaborate plan to get the teenagers to attack him. Mm-hmm. That's why he was toying with them. He was hoping if he pushed them over the edge, because he thought they knew who he was, maybe. And so he's just suicidal, but he doesn't want to do it himself. So yeah, when she, to get these when she names him, to murder him. And he's like, oh, someone's been doing their homework as well, or whatever. 
<laughs> now I really wish that, that had been the plot, that he's just a, a suicidal serial killer who's just trying to get a teenager to kill him. Kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. All these teenagers keep dying. I just want one of them to finish me. It's it's not like I'm I, I'm giving them a chance. I'm walking slowly. <laughs> Sir Michelle Geller could have gotten the cop's gun. I'm just saying. This <laughs> is a meat hook. Hardly an effective weapon. It's sharp at one point. It requires me to be point. close. <laughs> right, but now, so now it all comes together, and we get the weirdest boat chase scene because the the boat doesn't look that big, but apparently it's a labyrinth underneath it, and it's it's just the tension of like, oh my gosh, she's got to get away from this madman with the, the fishing hook, and Freddie Prince Jr. instead of taking his own boat. I guess he doesn't want to ruin his own boat. He needs it for work. Takes the little boat to chase after. This is kind of an action movie moment. They kind <laughs> Jumping of, to the other yeah, boat. Oh my that's God. What I'm talking about. They like brush past it because it's such like an action movie moment of high speed water chase. And while the boat's moving, jumps from one boat to the other to grab onto it. And I, oh my God, I was yelling at the TV. There is at least three times in this boat chase fight scene where Freddie Prince Jr. gets the upper hand on Ben Willis, on our killer, and then just turns like turns his back on him. And he's like, oh, I got to close this door. Oh no, I got to help Sarah Michelle go. Damn it, Jennifer Love Hewitt up this ladder. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you go ape shit on this dude? You know he just murdered your friends and he's trying to kill you for <laughs> the love of your life. Like, <laughs> why would you just like one punch? All right, that took care of it. <laughs> it's okay. It's over now. Nope, he's up again. Oh, it's okay. It's over. Up, oh, he's up again. Do something. <laughs> and the Ruth Goldberg machine shit that happens at the end of this movie made me laugh. It made me burst out laughing because I actually liked the slick throw the the one line down to hit him in the face that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. did. That was kind of like a little pirate to the Caribbean-esque feeling, but effective. Like, it made sense. Like, you take a big heavy thing, throw it down there, at least try to distract him. The untying a rope that then shot the dude up and then to the left. And then took his swung hand out, off. Yeah, and... cut his hand off, then swung him out into the water. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, happened in front of them. They're like... Huh. <laughs> also, uh, the when she's under the boat too, the pushing the ice. through the ice. I wanted there to be more bodies. Like I wanted it to be revealed that he's been doing this for like the summer, like most of the summer or something. And then they yell, "I know what you did last summer." That's that's what this movie was missing. Jennifer Love Hewitt needed to pick up the ice the ice hook thing or fish hook thing and just be like, "Hey, what was his name? Ben? Hey, Ben." I know what you did last summer and stabs him in the face. That's the end. You killed my best friend. You killed my best friend's jerk off boyfriend. <laughs> you killed that guy. <laughs> you you made Ray go south instead of north. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my father. Oh, maybe, yeah. Why what not? if she finds her dad's body? Oh my gosh. And he is turning. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the again kind that's the end quote unquote of our of our killer and Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Nice. First time. It only took an hour and 20. Sorry. 
reconcile. They kiss. Mm. They're like, you're the only one who's ever gotten me. Yeah. We we saw that happen on the beach. We Yeah, right. With the whole, whole comment about something about how he's going to love Boston. Mm. <laughs> he's just like, you know, you're right. You're the only one who ever got me. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm there. Oh. <laughs> just going back to the beginning. But yeah, and it's just the police being like, oh, well, we can't find his body. Oh, wait, what's this? And then the net comes <laughs> up and it's the hook hand just hanging on. He's like, oh, well, we'll find the body sooner or later. <laughs> they usually come up. We always found them and just walk off. And it's like, uh, well, I guess we did it. We survived one year later. Squeakle scene. Yeah. I love this is this is another twelve moment because Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, well, I spent the first half of the movie being sad, so I gotta be like over the top joyful. She like walks into the scene and with her towel and she's like, yeah, I made the dean's list. It's the best college. I love it. What? No, I'm about to take a shower. I'm in a towel. Oh, stop! In two weeks, you can ravage, ravage me. me. It's gonna be great. And she uses his name, so you know she's talking to Ray. Yeah, yeah. Ray, which is important. You can ravage me. <laughs> You're it's up like, north now, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're supposed to be. You finally found Boston. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so over the top. It's like, all right, I guess I'll take my shower now. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, you have mail. Goes out there. I did kind of like this joke because in my head I was like, what if it was like an invitation to just some party? And she opened it as an invitation to some party. Kappa <laughs> <laughs> Beta Theta. Yeah. Would have been a nice little Easter egg would have been if that was the fraternity that's in Scream 2. Mm. Wow. That would have been fun. But I don't think it was. I'm just saying that would have been a nice like. That's how you'd fix it. <laughs> that's my one <laughs> fix it. But she's like, oh. What am I thinking? We dealt with that loser. Time to go take my shower. Uh-oh. All the steam that has ever existed has filled the shower room. Yeah. <laughs> and the angles are weird. Yeah, the showers are all angled to where you <laughs> if you Yeah, everything. And you're like coming out, you can just hit each other. At any, yeah, any angle, you could see everyone else in the shower. <laughs> Oh, man. But <laughs> I don't know how she sees through the steam. <laughs> to see those three terrifying words. It was four. Wait. What? Oh, I still it's, it's I still know, know what you did. No, it's I yeah, still it's know. Isn't it I still know? I thought it was I still know what you did. Oh, that's it. I still know. I oh, no, know. it is I still know. Damn um, it. Yeah. Guys, these doors are not huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I still know what you did last uh, summer. summer. Oh, damn it. Billy Morris. It's across yeah. multiple <laughs> doors. <laughs> but this kills me. Am I supposed to read left or right or right or left? <laughs> but what I laugh is she sees that. She has just been at the door. So she knows the only way that could have been written is if the person's still in there and she stays in the room. Yeah. Oh, man, that kills me. But then we get the jump sequel, you know, jump scare ending. If this movie was in 3D, this was a scene that was 3D. Right, yes. because like I said earlier, you know, you just got to go for the full body tackle <laughs> through the glass and then just cut to credits. I wonder if that's how the second movie starts with her like getting tackled. I think the second one starts where it's a similar scene, but it's a dream. She mm -hmm. has like nightmares throughout the second oh, one. Okay. 
So that's how they play that off. And that would make sense why she's at a 12. Yeah. Do you Hooray! think Ray? Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that in real life. I, Ravage? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's very much a 90s slasher film. Like, it hits all those marks. So for that reason, I liked it. A lot of things confused me. And that's mainly because I misremembered how this movie went. And I think that's partially because of not having seen it in like 10, 12 years. And the other half being I have seen Scary Movie more. And Scary <laughs> Movie makes fun of it. It almost beat by beat, but mixes it with other horror films. So I think I lost where the plot went because I kept thinking of what happened in Scary Movie. But I mean, I enjoy. It was fun. Like it's it's fun to watch these campy things, these campy slasher films. So you know, I definitely think it's worth your free time if you haven't seen it. Peter, I mean, it's definitely more fun than some of the bad '80s horror camp movies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can think. Of, I'm just thinking of some ones that are better than this, though, that are over the top campy. Yeah. John. <laughs> Peter's deep saying, in thought. I'm moving past I, him. Just thinking I, about Jennifer. <laughs> just thinking about Jennifer. You're just thinking about Jennifer and how excited she is yeah. to take a shower. JLH. JLH. I think it's worth your free time, especially if you're somebody who likes those like 90s teen movies where somebody pulls up in a car and it like zooms out of the parking space and the offspring's playing in the background. You know, <laughs> like this is your movie, but it's a horror version of that. Yep. Very much so. Is there any way you guys would fix it? Now, <laughs> and the overall like mystery was just kind of like a little underwhelming, and apparently I missed that little detail at the beginning, which I didn't realize. <laughs> but um, it was crucial. I think I think the mystery would have been fine if the payoff was wasn't a character we didn't know about. Yeah, I think if the payoff had been that you know it was Sarah Michelle Geller's sister, or it was Max, or it was Freddie Prince Jr. You know what I mean? Like I can see why they didn't go with that because that would have played into the scream ending too much. But it is clever that like I mean you did you didn't know who it was, but like to think you killed someone and then they weren't dead. Right. That's pretty good. That is clever, but I think they needed they're just I can't put my finger on it, but they're they needed a better way to reveal it. If he had been like the librarian at the school. Or, or the or, box the guy at the workout room front desk because that's how I got the keys. Or yeah, or yeah, just like one of the fishermen they know that they like kind of interact with or something. I don't know. They're yeah, it just needed something there. Um, other than that, I I would have preferred something with the deaths. Like I'm not saying this movie needed a higher body count, but just like I'm kind of harping on it too much. But just the Ryan Phillippe, Sarah Michelle Gellar. You deaths, want more violence? I want extreme violence i'm just kidding i just want i'm some thinking sort of the collector <laughs> oh god no i'm thinking which by the way i'm surprised we haven't done one of those movies on this isn't there three i, I only know the collector and the collection oh, i thought there was three maybe they're making a third which i have no idea why but i haven't seen them Ooh. it is peter's pick next he might he might go collector is the collection is the one that starts in the dance yeah, the collection's the one in the 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 rave. <laughs> bonkers, <laughs> absolute bonkers. But yeah, I mean, this movie's like the pacing's not bad. Like it's an hour forty, and it doesn't feel like it's 
dragging you along except for a couple scenes. Like I would say the sister scene, like the, when they visit the sister in the sticks and are interviewing her, that drags along. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty well paced. I wish Freddie Prince Jr. was actually a character of some kind. Uh, but again, he probably would have been an over-the-top 12. <laughs> they should have made him an extreme fisherman. Like, all he cares about is, yeah, is Now the he ocean. knows everything about fish. <laughs> yeah, and he just cares. He's got to be on the water. He just feels at peace out in the ocean. You know, crabs, they're actually real animals and not just like a sexually transmitted infection type thing. Was Julie, <laughs> Julie was, for love of you, it's scared. Julie, like, I've been out there. I've seen Poseidon. Like, me and him are bros now. I've swam. I've swam with the mermaids. Would have loved some ocean metaphors. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, any final thoughts? That's I know what you did last summer. That is I know what you did last summer. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot last summer. Remember to follow us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at, at tmftpodcast. And uh, Peter, it's your pick next week. And then we're moving on to our new theme. So that should be exciting. All right, Peter, I hope you pick a good last one. A lot of pressure. Yeah. He's collecting his options. I am just putting it on you.